0: Oh We're at it again. <laughs> oh man. That was something else. That was well, something else. That,
1: that was a special one. That was a special one. And that you know what? I'm glad we didn't record it this week because Yeah. That was so funny. I don't I think that needs a. that should stay an inside joke.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean that was just that was too funny for, for everyone to hear. So normally <laughs> I'm furious that you didn't, you know, record the opening, yeah. but this time they didn't deserve it. So, they didn't deserve okay. it,
1: and uh, that's that's bad to say as uh, the host of a podcast, but who cares? Uh,
0: hey, that's okay. how we open up. Hey, you guys don't deserve the funniest shit, so, you know, <laughs> and you're going you to keep listening.
1: Unless you yeah. subscribe to our Patreon, then you, we'll say that, we're saving that joke for the Patreon. That
0: yeah, if have- you subscribe to the Patreon, I'm driving to your house, and yeah. I'm telling you that funny thing, in-person, masked up. That
1: is That is the $4 level. Uh, Simon yeah, drives sure. to your house and actually tells you the pre-show joke that we're laughing about.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, MK Paulson, what the hell is this?
1: Hey, Simon Gibson. This is Roommates for Life, America's premier podcast for adult, poor, sads. Not a porn podcast. Got to say that. Not out a porn not. podcast. It's not a yeah. porn, even though it is for adult whores. I don't... I yeah. mean. Some, we got some pushback that it was a, an adult-rated podcast when we kept saying it's America's premier adult podcast. My, my, you know. mom,
0: my mom was very disappointed that it wasn't a pornography podcast. That's true. Mom's very,
1: very encouraging of you you uh, as a sex worker. That's uh, Oh,
0: she loves it. Oh, she, she loves, loves it. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's been, it's been a minute. Uh, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm obviously back hitting the rounds, so I'm outside the yeah, Outside the Laugh Factory. Here's
1: the Laugh Factory. Again, so glad we're keeping this bit going uh, for an audio podcast. And yeah. That our listeners have no idea what we're talking about.
0: I mean, they, yeah. I mean, I think by now they get it. They understand. They understand, get it. They get it. They understand that my commitment is a little bit more than yours. That's so, true. That is true. Yeah. That's but, true. But uh, truly, MK, we have a, a phenomenal show today. Oh, so we're going to get right into it.
1: I can't wait. Uh, we got—I'm going to say it—we got a lot of Dougs on the on the on the podcast today, and yeah. we, we not that. too
0: many though, not too not many,
1: not too many, just the right oh. amount. It's kind of the golden the perfect amount, amount of, of dugs. Doug. Yeah, uh, not too many, not too few. No. the right amount. And I'm going to get started. Let's go ahead and bring him in. Our first guest uh, coming to the stage. He has a new podcast out called Wide World of Doug's. Make some noise for the incredible Doug Benson. Hello. Hey.
0: <laughs> Doug, hey. how are you?
1: I'm incredible.
0: You look great. I mean, uh, did you hear
1: the intro? He said it. He said I'm incredible. So that's how I am. <laughs> <laughs> you Look at, you
0: look look. at Doug. I'm always.
1: I didn't think I was incredible until you said that, and now I realize. I'm yeah. incredible.
0: It it does take someone else to say it for it to become true.
1: Yeah, I can't walk around saying that about myself.
0: <laughs> I mean, you're not a you're not a maniac, you know.
1: Yeah. Now, now I'm going to say MK says I'm incredible. That's, that's my new slogan. <laughs> that's your new credit, and I, I have a feeling you could use that credit around town. It's going to you could
0: You can take that to the bank. Uh, yeah. po- deposit yeah. it in savings.
1: <laughs> and Then, when they say to me, "What does MK stand for?" I'll say, "Must kneel." Yeah. The MK is my Yeah. I, I was going to let you guys know, MK is actually kind of a short abbreviation for Douglas also. So, uh, <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> it's, a different kind of spe- it's in Doug, uh, for me. Hidden Doug. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a kind of a weird spelling of the name Doug, but it is a Doug. Yeah. Oh, but man. not to be out We have another Doug taking oh, the okay. stage. I like saying taking the stage, even though we are on zoom and we're all in our own homes. Uh, yeah. this gentleman, He's also on this new podcast called The Wide World of Dougs. He also has an incredible series of... Did you just hear my air conditioner turn on? I'm always I I, I have this like the biggest <laughs> air conditioner I'm right. This is what people want in an intro for themselves. So an air conditioner to just turn on and go
0: Arr! right yeah. in the middle. I'm, I'm actually glad that I'm glad that you explained it though, because I did think that you just loudly farted and I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs>
1: hey, maybe maybe I turned the air conditioner on to cover it up. We'll never know. Laugh. But put your thoughts together. And speaking of farting, this gentleman has a series of albums called the Fart Safari Series. Check him out. He's one of my favorite (laughs) people. Put your hands together for the amazing Doug (laughs) Mellon. Yes.
2: Uh, I I like Doug Benson gets incredible and then I get an air conditioner fart.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if it it fits the brand, it fits the brand, (laughs) Doug. Yeah, it's true. And I just, is- on Zoom. We do. We we did decide before the show the nicknames we were going to use. It's going to be instead of just saying Doug and Doug and everybody's confused. We're going to say Melly Mel and DB. Melly Mel for Doug Mellard, DB for Doug Benson.
0: Love it, love it. And that
1: th- those are their own names. Those are what you guys came up with, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I came up with Mellie Mel for uh, for Doug because just as a, just as you know, some people's last names like people call me Benson all the time. I'm like, whatever. But there's something about just calling somebody Mellard just doesn't ever ring right,
3: yeah. right? And, uh, yeah, no,
1: yeah. But but Mellie Mel is fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> mean, I'm like you know,
2: a Spice Girl.
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> fun, it's just fun to say.
0: Yeah,
2: it's much funner than Mellard. Let's be honest. It's better.
0: Yeah. Mellard is very formal. I, I do feel like uh I'm gonna it, like if if a Mellard comes into a restaurant I'm working at, I know extra attention is going to right? be yeah. Like that
1: guy, you know that guy's like a high school principal or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Mellard. Yeah. And guess what? He <laughs> he play he doesn't play by his own rules. He plays by the rules, okay? No leeway.
1: I've been saying for years that Doug Mellard is my favorite Spice Boy. And uh, he, it makes sense to call him Belly Mel. And I'm, I'm sad I didn't think of it sooner. So as you guys know, this is America's premier adult podcast about roommates. Poor, sad content, whatever other buzzwords you want to throw in there. Uh, tell us, do you guys have any interesting roommate anecdotes or things that have happened to you in these crazy Los Angeles comedy Life circles.
0: Well, I guess, yeah, I guess I mean. Well, I know uh, uh, Melly Mel uh, is <laughs> you are you you are married, so your you know your roommate is your partner, right? Uh, how is that? How has that been going? Well,
2: uh, she's easy. You guys have been over. She's the most accommodating person on the planet. Yeah. Uh, oh, amazing! I was gonna get in a nightmare stories from
0: roommates of you know the past yeah i would assume that this is yeah we're both doing like uh you know from our past stories uh right right uh i was living with ferrets does that count as a nightmare roommate (laughs) (laughs) absolutely (laughs) but uh only only if the nightmare is that you don't live with ferrets anymore because (laughs) (laughs) what a joy no no
2: god yeah i had those they would steal stuff out of people's purses all the time and uh (laughs) Sounds uh, like a convenient
1: excuse if you ask me to, <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> we didn't train them. Uh, and then I, I also lived in a house with three other gentlemen when I was like 21, 22. And that was the most chaotic uh, roommate situation. Because like that age and being young idiot males, uh, you know, we would screw with each other. I, I, I came home drunk at like 3 a.m. one night and a roommate had unscrewed all the light bulbs on the path to get to my room and put saran wrap covered in crap like along the whole way so I got trapped all the time and uh I Wait, also why would they
0: why would they do it was this like a prank or just
2: yeah just so like you've never heard of that like yeah you like put up you can't see it especially if it's dark and yeah a saran wrap and especially if you cover it in something
0: sticky it's oh. a nightmare it's horrible that and, is brutal. That yeah. I've actually never heard of that at all, and I've been I've been pranked pretty good by roommates before.
1: <laughs> he, he was loving it! Oh my it. god, that is awful.
0: Yeah,
1: it's pretty. Bad. That is so so weird, and you could you could easily like injure yourself from freaking out. Oh from yeah, touching some weird stuff while you're going up a staircase. Yeah, that is fun. fall down a staircase. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs>
2: Luckily there was no staircase but I did kind of panic especially cuz I was drunk. I just did not know what was happening so I did fall and yeah. didn't get too hurt but Well how
1: good. do you know there wasn't a
2: staircase then? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually have heard of people putting the uh putting this the uh the clear plastic over like a toilet seat. Yeah. Yes. Oh. And that and That's that, that seems like <laughs> that seems like a real hilarious thing, you know. If uh, if you don't have to clean it up, it's great.
2: Did you never heard of that TV, the Saran Wrap, any of that? The toilet thing.
1: I've heard. I, I, the toilet thing makes sense. And so that's <laughs> probably like a cousin to the uh, the old Upper Decker, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a close cousin. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: they're in the same family. <laughs> toilet humor.
0: <laughs> I had a uh, I had a roommate. Uh, and I've, I've brought him up before. I, I won't ever mention their name just for fear, uh, just for my life. Generally,
1: <laughs> Not but. to protect them, but to protect yourself. That
0: takes what, me. Yeah. That's but the I had a roommate. Who, who, a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> podcast. Yeah, this guy, this guy, uh, thought that he would, he would hoard toilet paper in his room. Like he would buy like a giant roll and then hoard it. And I'm like, I get that, you know? Um, You know, I'm good with the Wendy's napkin. Always have, you know. Uh, That's just me, you know. But um,
1: he. uh, Are you talking about your girlfriend's tampon?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know. uh, Well, it's more of a it's more of a pad, uh, but you know, it still works. Still clogs. But this guy thought that we had uh, that we had taken a roll of his toilet paper, probably had, I don't know, but uh, so he he took the rest of his toilet paper, stuffed it in the sink, and then overflowed it with water and and then just like left. So it's like, and and here was the thing, too, is like I was always so afraid of confrontation. Uh, between him and the other roommates and I was always trying to like keep it chill. So I would always like, this was not the only thing that he did that was like this, but I would always be (laughs) the first one to come home and then I would clean it all up before anyone else found out and then just never bring it up. (laughs) He would never bring it up either. He'd walk upstairs and be like, what's up guys? You know, like, and be real friendly. It was, It was psychotic, but I at this point I wish that he would have put plastic wrap over the toilet.
1: (laughs) I feel like that's he's probably the kind of guy now that like call like calls out people on Twitter and then just lives a normal life, but is like evilly (laughs) tweeting. I don't know. That seems like that kind of behavior.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we probably all come across him on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I was the same way with roommates when, like, I didn't like confrontation, so I, but it would build sometimes, and one time I, I uh, there there's this one roommate that we kind of lost respect for, and I ended up, I had had a few drinks, and he came home from a long drive across uh, Texas, and as soon as he walked in the door, I shot him in the foot with a BB gun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, did, it, did the... Did the BB like bounce off of his foot or did it embed in his foot? Like what happened?
2: I I think it bounced off. He was wearing jeans. Uh, uh, To make matters worse, I just realized it was his BB gun. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, you know, everybody always gets hurt with their own gun. Right.
3: That's a fact.
1: That's how that works.
2: (laughs) (laughs) A BB BB gun in that house is a bad, bad idea. Oh, my God. We did not get our deposit back. It was terrible.
0: <laughs> I, had a, I had a roommate. Uh, we had one of those like electric uh, fly swatters. Have you seen those things that looks like a tennis racket and you turn it, it like you turn it on and then when you hit the thing, it zaps them. So basically what happened was we just used that on each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! And then, the, and then the whole time we had it, it was just like a living nightmare, you know, because you didn't know. Someone's gonna like you can never just relax because it didn't I mean it it hurt, but it wasn't like it wasn't like getting shot with a BB gun, but it's still you you know, it, it just created a level of fear that you live with. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> just a healthy roommate situation.
1: Healthy fear-based roommate situation.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. I hate those I hate those kind of situations and roommates, you know, like I'll hear about somebody they had a roommate who, like, thought it was hilarious to try to give his, uh, you know, the people he lived with pink eye. And I'm just like, I can't even think about living with
0: somebody who would intentionally give someone else pink eye. <laughs> I know. And that's kind of, so like, gross. Gross. It's <laughs> so gross. And that's the kind of shit that, like, only really exists in, like, a, a late teen, early 20s sort of. Because if someone tried to do that to me now, I would try to kill him. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> But <laughs> so back in the day, you're just like, oh, come on. Ah,
1: ah, you come got on. me. Simon loses his mind and tries to run over his roommates.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I can't see
3: Yeah,
0: just exploding um, with pink eye. Yeah, oddly,
2: if you're the guy that's like, guys, we got to stop giving each other pink eye. It's not funny. You're the loser in that group, yeah. which is weak. It makes no sense.
1: Yeah, you're and just putting the target target on your eye.
0: Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: on the good eye because the one the one is just riddled with pink eye right now. But oh god, I just realized like during quarantine
2: there are people with that living situation that on top of leaving the house is being scary. They have to deal with the pink eye situation. You know, yeah. That,
0: oof, yikes.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, it's not a, now.
0: Not now, Truth. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Truth. Yeah, you gotta call a, you gotta call a pandemic truce. You know. <laughs> oh God.
3: Uh, if you're out there,
0: please feel free to call the hotline. Yeah. <laughs> Lines are open. Uh, so, so DB, have you? When was the last time you had uh had roommates? Because it's, are, do you live al- uh, alone right now, or how are you holding up during all this?
1: Oh, I'm in great shape because I, you know, living with my girlfriend who like going into this, we were already, uh, you know, pretty super solid. And so it's just been, that's been a great aspect of this is that I'm not alone and I'm with somebody that uh, I I like being with. So, uh, so that's cool. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I don't have to worry. She never tries to give me pink eye. Um, (laughs) That, that was like one of the rules
0: when we moved in together. Yeah.
1: yeah I was just out like, you know what? I don't know what you've done in previous to this relationship, but I want to know pink eye situation. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so it's been good. But, like, you know, when I first moved to L.A., because I grew up in San Diego and I lived with my parents till I was, you know, done when I figured out that school wasn't really my, my jam after, like, three years of junior college. I um, – I just decided. Well, I'm just going to move to LA because I want to. You know, I just want to be a, uh, in show business. That's yeah. that's all I wanted. So, didn't, yeah. I didn't even care which what job. You know, I just wanted yeah. to be involved. So I, um, yeah. So I moved to LA and just had to like. You know, for the first six months or so, I, I lived on a couch in an apartment with two other guys, and they were nice enough to let me stay for that long. And yeah. young enough to not mind it so much. But one of them, right when I moved in, got uh, cast in a sitcom on ABC called Mr. Belvedere.
0: Whoa. And um,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I suddenly had a very rich, successful uh, TV star roommate. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> and uh, he didn't really need a guy sleeping on the futon in the living room of his apartment once he. <laughs> Was making a good living, so yeah. Um, yeah so that was my uh, first roommate situation. Was just uh, uh, you know, kind. Of, it was. I mean, he, it wasn't like he paid all of our rent. I still had to pay rent and stuff, but it was still pretty awesome to move to LA and a person you don't even know is your yeah. roommate and has a a job like that. Because like I I go to tapings of Mr. Belvedere. One time I went to a, a taping of Mr. Belvedere and. Uh, alyssa milano sat down next to me and we uh, chatted the whole time and i was just like you know i just moved to la so it was all yeah it was all cooking <laughs>
0: that's, so, that's i mean that's just such a it's also it's so jarring to move to la that way because you're really i mean incredible because you're just kind of like thrown in with all these yeah. people
1: yeah you get to, well you get to see somebody that's really succeeding at it i mean i know it was a silly sitcom and not a big hit but you know it lasted for several years, you know?
3: Yeah.
1: And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, and he had, so he had a good uh, a good job, and, you know, he'd uh, try really hard to get, like, other acting roles in between seasons of that show. And, you know, and I was friends with him and several other people. We were, we were all at different levels, but, like, you know, I just lucked into being friends with, you know, I, that's my big piece of advice to anybody, you know, breaking into your show business is, you know, make sure you make some friends right away because, can't imagine doing it without them, you know. Yeah, Let's, I'm yeah. riding Simon's coattails to the top uh, like <laughs> <laughs> jet skis. Yeah, he's got, I, he's got cannonball uh, credits. Yeah,
0: and rolling in the old <laughs> the old coattails during the end of the world trick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the old coattails all are trapped at home and can't actually do anything. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's. I mean, in a much in a much different way for me. Uh, when I moved to LA, I moved. I moved here about twelve years ago, probably, and uh, I worked at. I worked at this. I was a barista for like, forever, you know. And um, I worked at this really fancy coffee shop over in Santa Monica, and that was kind of in a different way. That was like my jarring reality of of moving here was like I'm working at this coffee shop and like. You know, Robert Duvall is coming, you know, like, I'm just casually seeing Reese Witherspoon, you know, just like, (laughs) I mean, it was so bizarre, uh, you know, as someone, you know, just this like, you know, grungy kid from Portland, just being like, holy shit, you know? Uh,
1: That first like six months year is really magical in LA. And then kind of the cold reality (laughs) sets in. It's like, oh, this is a lot of work. The oh yeah, I had to like uh, you know pretty soon after moving here, I had to move to the valley. <laughs> mm. And uh, you know, I was out in uh, Van Nuys, but called it Sherman Oaks. You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, it's Sherman Oaks. I swear to God.
1: Are you are so you... on the cusp? I can't. Why would I say Van Nuys? <laughs> are you and the guy from that was in Mr. Belvedere all still pals? Is he still around? No, no, because, you know, we didn't end on ugly terms, but, like, you know, they let me stay there for, I think, even longer than six months. I was there for way too long, considering how, you know, he had plenty of money. I mean, he shouldn't have had any roommates, but he was really good friends with the other roommate, who I became really close with, so it became this weird thing where two of us were, you know, one was close with both of us, and the other two weren't as into it, and so then I just sort of lost, I eventually lost touch with both of them, but. Uh, it was a, you know, it was a great start to uh, yeah. you know, to living here.
2: Well, that what's crazy. That, that sparked to my memory. I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, when I first moved to L.A., every month, I think it was Mondays, your show was taping, the, the, inter- the Doug Benson interruption. And so, like, every Monday, it was, like, the place to go to, like, go to the tapings and, like, after parties. And, like, I was surrounded by all my favorite comics and, like, uh, obviously looked up to you so it was like this crazy like welcome to la like every monday is this magical <laughs> event it's so fun man yeah uh, very cool that,
1: yeah it was great until that show got canceled <laughs> it was the it was a fun six weeks <laughs> oh was
2: so good though
1: In hell, Doug, interruption.
0: <laughs> yeah. god damn it <laughs> well i think i mean i think that's you know what what I, I, you know, have to appreciate obviously before every single live show was canceled, but, but it's like, you know, you're <laughs> like when, when you just go to like hot tub at the Virgil, you know, on a Monday, you know, you're going to see, you're going to see people that if you were in like any other city, maybe outside of New York, you know, you're paying like twenty thirty $30 a ticket right? and, and you can just kind of see all these, you know. You know people at the top of their game you know just on a weeknight and and you know now i'm like wow i really miss that because <laughs> you know right towards the end i was like hey maybe i'll just transfer to tv and call it quits you know
4: <laughs> but that's not gonna
0: happen so uh but yeah, I mean, MK, MK, what was your, I can't even remember how you moved to LA. Like what was your, other than kind of moving into the apartment? I, feel,
1: I was back and forth from Austin, like quite a bit that first, like the first for a while. And then I got, and I was like staying with our friend, just different friends. And uh, then, yeah, I got here. I don't know how, somehow I found out this room was open in, the, in this house. And this room I lived in, in this apartment's literally like five feet by eight foot. I was sleeping on a twin size mattress.
0: Yeah. For DB, I don't know if you've met MK in real life, but he is almost six foot six. So the thought of this guy just on a twin size mattress in general is <laughs> for like hilarious. A year and a half,
1: for a year and a half. And I'm still in this apartment. I'm just in the master bedroom now. Look at me, Brian. Yeah, now
0: you're in the big one. Now you're in the big one.
1: Yeah, I can um I can relate very much to your size because you are you are Brian Possein sized. Oh yeah. He's a tall boy. He's a, he's a he's an old friend of mine, and so like I think I still have neck problems to this day from uh, looking up at him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tall people. What 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 do you what do you got to prove? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, what are they
1: doing? And then I have a friend that's even taller than him. I have a friend who's six so ten. That's just go. that's just nuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a writer on uh, Bob's Burgers. Oh um, and uh, a super funny dude and a good friend, but holy shit. I I have several friends that are much taller than me, and I don't I don't know why. <laughs> that's, a, that's why help, though. that's why I like you, Melly Mel. <laughs> I'm tiny. I'm like someone I can look down on. <laughs> I can fit in your pocket. Every time I'm <laughs> on stage with a person, like that it's, if somebody takes pictures of us and there's like two of us on stage, I'm always like Jesus Christ! I'm the largest, gayest ogre on the entire planet, <laughs> just, just lumbering around. It's like what? I yeah, I mean, yeah. And- hey, where are the Hendersons? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they need to call Harry
0: over here. Where is he? Hey,
1: hey!
0: <laughs> just hey, start shaming tall people. Like yeah. <laughs> it's about Harry- time you understand <laughs> what it's like. Okay. <laughs>
2: Hey, Harriet, with the Hendersons, that was a pretty wacky roommate situation. <laughs>
3: yeah, right. <laughs>
1: we should—I sure. don't—I haven't watched it enough to, but we should do a deep dive on that. We could do TV sitcoms and weird roommate situations like Three's Company.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? uh, like little reviews of these shows.
1: Yeah, and how it actually <laughs> like how it would
0: work. actually work. Yeah, you know?
1: like Alf. Alf would be a good one.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Step by I step.
0: <laughs> yeah, we just got to do a deep dive of, like, 1980s sip, like situational yeah. comedies, you know? <laughs> let's we, I mean,
3: like
0: it. Let's DB, we, we just shifted their whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to pivot in this business.
1: Yeah, right we're going to call it yeah, we'll the wide world of uh, MK and Simon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, pivot, you can't just you know rip off. I don't know, it's not. The same. <laughs> I keep telling the same thing that
2: they go by DB and Melly Mel for no reason. Yeah.
1: I'm Melly Mel, Simon's DB. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like, what are they? They've gone off the rails. uh <laughs>
1: So, how are you guys holding up during quarantine? Are you working on stuff? Do you have things going on? Oh, this is also a fun segment. Feel free to jump in. Any quarantine quarrels with the people you're rooming or like staying with, (laughs) living with? Oh, your significant. I think I I can speak for both of us when I say that Doug's wife is, you know, there's nothing to argue with her about. She is. Flynn is perfect in every way. (laughs) I love her. (laughs) If anything, uh, it's
0: pointed at me for sure. I'm not yeah. doing enough dishes. Is there anything that you've done that you could uh that you would recognize right now? Oh boy. Oh
2: come back to me in a second for sure. <laughs> There's a long list. I've got to narrow yeah. it down, maybe.
0: Uh, I remember uh I mean this is this is just a very nice memory, and I'm and I'm gonna sh- share it, but I literally had one of the best days of my One of the best holidays of my whole life, when I went to your guys' house for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. That was super fun. I just remember it was like, because, you know, when there's a lot of food, but it's like, you know, the vibe isn't right. Or there's like a lot of booze and not enough food. or But it was like, everything was perfect. And I don't ever remember being that drunk and just also eating just nonstop. (laughs) There's just so much good food. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, and that was ninety-nine percent Flynn again. So, uh.
0: <laughs> so that's my quarrel—is <laughs> you need to step up,
1: <laughs> Doug Mellard, a ninety-nine percent Flynn production. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't forget Penny. It's it's
1: Penny. Pen, it Penny's the one percent. Doug has an Instagram famous dog that's just one of the coolest dogs in the world. Oh no, D
0: Instagram followers does your puppy 40,
2: have? 44,000 DB knows her quite well. She's been to some Doug Loves movies tapings. Yeah, she
1: comes to the shows. And she's just yeah. so well behaved and so sweet and not she's just such a good dog. What's it, tell what people should follow her on the Instagram? What's her handle, Doug?
2: At the luckiest penny. Oh, pretty, uh, pretty fun stuff. Oh, I meant to send, a, I'll send all you guys later. Uh, my favorite thing is to get high and feed her popcorn. It's the funnest. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm not an ASMR person, but for whatever reason, it's just adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a video later, all of you. It's, it's, it's very like
0: relaxing. Like, it <laughs> is. It's weird. <laughs> I will say though I've met many dogs who love popcorn. Yeah. I mean, humans do too. We, I love right. them a bit. but
1: some dogs don't aren't into it. So that that you, you, you got to you know you just got to find out on a dog by dog basis.
0: You got to <laughs> you got to find the right dog for you. You know, it's like you know <laughs> what I
1: try to always have when I leave the house. I try to bring pop
0: popcorn in my pocket <laughs> <laughs> just in case I find that special dog. You know, you never know. I've
1: always said, if a dog doesn't like popcorn, send it back to the shelter. We don't want it, you know? (laughs) Get this dog off the street. What kind of dumb dog? You gave us the dumbest dog. (laughs) We
2: we were with Penny at a restaurant one time. Uh, We're in New Mexico for quarantine right now. And we were here in New Mexico at our favorite restaurant, this place called Tosuke Village Market. And Robert Redford was a table over. And I don't, you know, we're all around a lot of like, you know, comics and stuff so we kind of see in LA you just kind of run into famous people you kind of just get uh numb to a lot of it yeah Yeah.
0: you get kind of numb to it yeah
2: yeah and so but Robert Redford like I for sure got starstruck I yeah I I mean he's royalty so I stood up and that's when I saw him the table over and I sat back down and I just go this is Robert Redford and (laughs) and I was like we have to talk to him and Flynn was like We can't interrupt his breakfast with his family. And I was like, we're never going to get this chance again. And while we're having this mini argument, Penny runs over to Redford and puts her head in his lap, which she never does things like that. It's like she knew how, like, I got this, guys. And and so I went over there and was like, so sorry about that. And he just fell in love with Penny. And then his daughter pulled, like you were saying, pulled a milk bone out of her bra. And I was like... (laughs) Why do you have a milk bone in your bra? And she goes, in case I saw a dog today, and I was like, oh my god, your whole family's fantastic. Like, <laughs> wow. That is
1: so crazy. I keep a milk bone like right here on my hip, like a you know, like like some people have a bottle opener, yeah, <laughs> yeah. or a gun. <laughs> yeah, or a gun.
0: You gotta yeah. have your you gotta have your backup, uh, your backup. Uh, you have like a there.
1: dog bone holster to your side. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, did I, did, I guys, did I mention you guys I'm also an amateur mailman?
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's been known to dabble. He's been known to dabble.
1: Yeah, I just go house to house if they have a dog. I skip that house. No big deal. I'm not really delivering mail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, I don't need this. Yeah. You know?
1: Not today. I'll skip this one. Every other house, I walk up and people wonder why I'm approaching their house. And I... Mime putting something down and then I leave.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know, one thing about this business is you got to stay sharp. It's all about repetition.
1: Yeah, and that's you're not getting in, 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 trying to get in the into character for a role. That is just a passion. Uh, Just (laughs) yeah, I wouldn't even call it passion. I just think it's uh, you know something to pass the time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even like doing it. You know. No, I want to go pro. I'm tired of being an amateur mailman. <laughs> Put me in, uh, coach. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I run into them out on, the, out on the street, and they will not give up. How do you get in? How do you get into the club? It's real top secret. How, how you become a mailman?
2: Yeah. yeah, picturing DB with a little milk bone holster is one of the funniest. Yeah, that's.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like dogs, and you know. It's a win-win because you either meet a dog that just loves a good bone, or you meet a dog that's gonna try to bite you, and you give him the bone instead.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Either way, they're getting the bone. It's. <laughs> well, I I want to uh, so when you moved to L.A. from San Diego, had you been had you been doing uh, stand-up comedy in San Diego? Did you you nope. started in L.A.
1: No, wasn't even a wasn't even an idea that I had. I uh, I, I watched so much stand up on TV, and yeah. all my favorite, you know, actors and actresses were also stand up comedians. And uh, but I just wanted, to, you know, I just was looking to get into show business somehow. I thought I would, you know, write or act or something. And then uh, uh, eventually, I figured out that, uh, you know. Uh, stand-up comedy was an option mostly because my LA friends again having a lot of friends in LA they would all say to me you should try stand-up comedy and so two of my friends uh, that had no interest in stand-up comedy that were trying to convince me to do it said we will go there and we'll do potluck night with you so the idea was on a Monday we were going to go to the comedy store here in LA and I had already been to the improv a bunch of times and the comedy store. And, and there was a comedy store still is in La Jolla. That's where I went in San Diego. The night I turned 21, I went and saw comedy. So it was like something I was working towards without knowing it, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, (laughs) yeah. And then, um, my audition at the uh, comedy store, the other two guys, one of them showed up too late to sign up. And, uh, the other one didn't show up at all. Uh, <laughs> but I went on stage and did three minutes of mostly prop comedy. And, uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. And, um, you know, and got enough laughs that that was, I was satisfied that like I, I could keep doing it. You know, Wow. Did you, do That's you still cool. like prop comedy? Did you you shed the props though? Obviously. Oh, I love it. But I, you know, who wants to carry around a bunch of dumb props and yeah. it also, Carrot Top is sort of like, that's where you go if you want to see, you know, two things nailed together that are funny. Yeah. There's really no need for other prop comics.
0: (laughs) I mean, he, he really is like just the, I, I've never seen his show live, but I mean, it's from what I hear, you know, anyone who sees it, they're like, this is legendary shit. uh, What Carrot Top's doing with the props.
1: You heard it here first. Yeah, because he's just got a he's got a huge pile of props on stage and a joke for everyone, and he just sits through <laughs> them and says them, and it's just like even if you don't like, you could dislike three jokes in a row. It's only forty five seconds out of your life, and then, <laughs> then the next one you, is a really funny one again. Like, yeah, it's it's amazing. But that, it's funny to me how like when I used to be like an opening act in stand up comedy, I used to have to MC all the time for magicians, jugglers. Ventriloquists, like variety, was a lot of the headliners were some sort of variety act. Like uh, almost many is just a regular um, monologist, and then and then it just sort of became it gets narrowed down to one. You know, like there's just Jeff Dunham, and and maybe that other guy that won America's Got Talent. But you know what I mean? There's not a lot of ventriloquists out there that we know that we know their names. Yeah, Yeah. it's really weird. And And there's nobody. there's no acts that are like impressionists. Like I used to always see impressionists
2: all the time. People that their whole act was just doing impressions. Yeah, yeah. I, I I did uh, the the Looney Bin in Wichita one weekend, and you have to like live in a comedy condo for the week or whatever. And I was with a uh, for one night. I was working mostly with this comic Jimmy Roulette, an old buddy of mine from Austin. But uh, I I got there a day early from South Dakota. And I, had, I was rooming for that one night uh, with a, a hypnotist, a comedy hypnotist. And he made me go to his show. It was so weird. And then I, I saw about 10 minutes and wasn't really into it. And I snuck next door to the bar. And afterwards, he got mad at me and asked, why did you leave? Like, he looked and saw that <laughs> when I he left.
0: He saw you leave? Oh, my he God.
2: So, he needed the validation from me that he was great
1: and uh, yeah. hypnotized you yeah. to stay if you wanted it that bad
2: yeah and then i was, <laughs> he was <gonna> hypnotize. <laughs> i was already yeah. gonna hypnotize me back at the the, the there's no door uh lock on my door at the comedy club <laughs> was like, he's gonna hypnotize yeah. me give me pink eye or something
1: yeah. <laughs> i one time i think it was in eighth grade we had a hypnotist come to the school and like did a thing and i i got they were like do any volunteers and i raised my hand i'm like yeah i want to go up I went on stage and got hypnotized. But I kid you not, like, got so hypnotized and I was so into it that, like, the assistant, like, had to take me off stage. Like, I still, to this day, I was, like, too good at being hypnotized or something. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was scary. Yeah, it was, it's kind of terrifying. Yeah. yeah, sometimes the hypnotist is scared of his own powers, just like a mutant in an X-Men movie. Yeah. <laughs> he should be. He had this eighth grader well under
0: I mean you see what can happen, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Terrible.
0: <laughs> Wait, MK, I, I feel like we uh we gotta go into our into our final segment. Yeah, well, right? we
1: gotta get there. Are you ready?
0: Yeah, let's do it. It's
1: confrontation. Confrontation. a confrontation! It's a, con- <laughs> it's a day shot It's a, shot. It's a, shot. It's a con- confrontation! confrontation corner
0: <laughs> great uh yeah. well, we've never been more on time yeah with our singing than this one right <laughs> it's now
1: like a choir of angels just descended and sang that
0: uh for us i mean that was beautiful
1: I every time
0: i'm like maybe we should record the music for the segment and not sing it live yeah. uh uncomfortably on zoom <laughs> uh we figure it out so that good yeah. job um,
1: i think it i think you know it's fun to have guests on here that we really respect and admire and to let them see Absolutely. us do that. Really, it's uh, it's more for them than it is for us.
0: It's, it's a humbling experience, uh, to say the least. Uh, MK, do you want to go first this week? Or- yeah, I can go th- th- first.
1: So my confrontation okay. this week, uh, I don't know who, who all is doing this at home. But I've seen a lot of tie-dye t-shirts out there in the world. And (laughs) uh, I'm not going to lie. I've seen so many that I'm like, I got to get in on this tie-dye game. I uh, got to start tie-dyeing. So I kind of dated a guy. And we went on like a few dates. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned, I was like, I want to tie-dye something. And he bought, on like our second date, he bought a tie-dye kit for me. And it was actually very nice. And like, uh, you know, like I didn't. It was just a nice thing and he listened to what I was saying anyway he broke up with me <laughs> after the third date so I just have this tie-dye kit so I did finally last night uh with one of the neighbors tie-dyed a bunch of shirts and I'm gonna tell you tie-dye is truly hell and it is everywhere <laughs> and I'm not. Gonna, you can see my hands; they're just covered. It looks like I murdered a Smurf. I uh, <laughs> don't recommend it to my worst enemy. And yeah. uh, I currently have like four shirts and five pairs of tie-dyed socks that are just bleeding dye all over the patio. So <laughs> be glad oh, you are moving out, Simon.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank God. Well, I am going to be by later today to to get the rest of my shit, but. Uh now I might wait a day or two. Uh can you can you forgive it? Can you stage it? I
1: think I can. I'm just I'm waiting for how hot these shirts are going to look and yeah. Uh, tie dye is going to be a big part. I'm sad that there's no live shows that everybody gets to see my tie dye shirts on stage. That's can we only- see it? Do you want to see some? Can we? Yes. I'm going to hold it. So, you know, don't take a lot of time with it, but now I'm really curious. I'm kind of like right next to him. So this is one I just did. Oh! oh that's beautiful. I like and it. And as I'm touching this, I'm getting uh, dye all over myself.
0: So <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> good. not that cool? That's great. But, I, but at least the end result is good. I thought you were also making crappy shirts.
0: I <laughs> yeah. was very worried.
1: This is one that, worried. it's not actually tie-dye. I just like threw a bunch of dye on the shirt. Oh, that's cool. But it kind of looks like a dinosaur, egg. And again, you know really what? Great. our listeners can't see, but they do look incredible. However, they've given me give. a I woke up Post. in the middle Post. of the night stressed yeah. out that the socks were gonna look bad. <laughs> what level of psychosis is that?
0: I don't know. Well, you're you know, you're a perfectionist. That's, that's
1: I will forgive you. and forget and hopefully they turn
0: out looking good. I gotta wash them still. So I mean they already look great to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, well, my confrontation, real, real quick. So this happened to me earlier this week. Um, I don't know what it is about me. Maybe it's the shirt that I'm wearing right now. But something about me gives off heavy I work at Target vibes. So the other day, I am at Target. Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking at the, I I think it was like picking out some wine or something. And this guy comes up to me, uh, an older guy, and he's, and he's like kind of confused. And he's like, can you, can you help me? I need, I'm looking for, I'm looking for, it's like, it's like a mixer, but it's, it's sparkling. (laughs) uh, And it's alcohol. And I was like, I, I, I mean I, I wanted to say this but instinctually so I guess my confrontation is with myself that I instinctually helped this man and I immediately knew that he was talking about white claw yeah. <laughs> and so and so I showed him and it, it actually wasn't in the first place that I went to go look and then I was like oh wait no I know where it is I know where it is back over here. <laughs> So now you're
1: shopping with this person.
0: Now I'm now I'm helping this guy shop. Now I'm just a new Ruby. Like, you know you
1: got I, a personal I, shopper gig.
0: Yeah. Oh a sweet gig. Sweet gig. <laughs> They actually gave me this shirt afterwards. It's
1: a, Simon's helping try uh, on pants. Uh, yeah,
0: and then and then so afterwards, and none of this matters. But afterwards, I felt I still felt the need to be. You know, he's like, "Oh, thanks. This is what it is." He's like, "I don't drink. You know, this, but it's for someone else." And I was like, "Hey, no problem." I was like, "I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't work here, <laughs> but I, I know where it is." And then and then with. I mean, this guy was spot-on timing. He was like, yeah, I just looked at you and thought that you would know where it was. <laughs> and uh, I was like, man, yeah, you're right. So um, I'm, I'm going to sage it. I'm saging it. I forgive him. Not so much myself. So I got some work to do. You know, it's uh, fun.
2: At Target, sometimes I'll ask, like, a, you know, like a 10-year-old kid, are you the store manager? Just to see the panic on their face. <laughs>
1: I, I had to go to Target to buy this 400 This is the other thing about tie-dye. I bought all these shirts, and it was like $100. And they just had tie-dye shirts at Target. And I was like, oh, I could just buy a tie-dye shirt for $9 instead of yeah, you could. spending two days trying to. Anyway, but somebody, this guy did, he, this woman was like, excuse me, can you help me? And I was like, oh, I, I don't work here. And then I immediately realized they were talking to this person behind me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh no, 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 no. I don't like I had to get it in that
0: fast. Yeah. I
1: don't think it's just you signing.
0: Uh, yeah, it's just it's just anyone. Anyone standing in a target could work at Target. That's the thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to not keep moving.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh DJ Melly Mel, what, what do you got? What's pissing you off? Uh I'll say
2: uh, I think tacos get more publicity than burritos, and it's very wrong. (laughs)
3: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. uh,
2: T-shirts with tacos. LeBron is, uh, you know, uh, trademark Taco Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. He has a whole thing about it. Where's the burrito love? Burritos are the greatest thing to ever happen to planet Earth.
0: Yes. That's my big think. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big – I mean, it's a big gripe because – when I first moved to L.A., L.A. is a taco town. Yeah. So, like, a lot of places don't really give a fuck about uh, making a good burrito. San yeah. Diego, on the yeah, other hand, will yeah. blow your mind. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and San Diego San Diego is a sweet place to, to, you know, be, like, in your uh, first years of, like, driving and drinking and stuff because there's so <laughs> many great, so great drive through Mexican uh, restaurants oh,
0: everywhere. It's, it's a real great place to get your feet wet with drinking and driving. I'll tell you that. Yeah, for sure.
1: I did, I did way too much of that. I got very oh. lucky, and I I'd never drink and drive, you know, for the last 20, 30 years, but when I was – when I was in college,
0: I'm like, how did I get home that time? Right? Yeah. I, oh God, there's, <laughs> I mean, I'm so glad that feeling is, I yeah. never want that feeling. I wouldn't wish it on anyone else either. Uh, but yeah, I will I, say yeah. that one of the drunkest I've ever been in my whole life was, I've only been to San Diego like five or six times, probably a handful of times. But one of the drunkest I've ever been in my whole life was in San Diego, gas lamp, Took a took I think this was even before I think I literally took a cab uh, with my California burrito and I wanted to stop at Jack in the Box to get a milkshake <laughs> and they were out of ice cream and I had a nervous breakdown in the back of the cab <laughs> I'm pretty sure I cried uh, it was a great night great night <laughs> wait so so Melly Mel can you can you forgive? Can you forgive? I, I mean,
2: I, I can forgive. Yeah, I can. I just would like a little more love for burritos, but I, I can forgive because I also love tacos. This isn't me hating on tacos. Let me get that clear. Tacos are fantastic.
1: We're from Austin, too, that's all about specifically the breakfast taco.
2: Right, yeah. And
1: there are people that say it's overhyped. I'm not sure. By,
2: by the way, I, I told DB about Home State in L.A., all excited to tell him, and I didn't know they were closed at that point. That I, I got him excited about how great their breakfast tacos were. They're, they're
1: pretty case. good. I was I ate there two days ago. Online order, and you can just but, go pick it up. Oh, so they're back? DB, they're back. They're back. And they have their full menus back, too. Oh, Damn. Yeah, it might have. You know, it may have been online orders. They might have been taking online orders, but sometimes, like Postmates or something, will say, you know, uh-huh. sorry, because right. like a restaurant has its own enough of its own business that they don't.
0: Oh yeah, with Postmates, it's like this restaurant's too busy right now. I think yeah, if you
1: yeah. Go the home state website you can order delivery from that. They may not be on Postmates. I don't know. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'm gonna definitely check it out. It's called Fairview. Like Fair do you like it, beans? That's this is a weird question, and I talk about beans way too much on this podcast. But do you? They have a thing called the Cowboy Cup, and it's like refried beans, but it's got like jalapenos and guacamole and like pickled red onions. Oh, it's so good.
2: I and do miss home. The hey. They have everything. It's the yeah. best place. It's my favorite place. Oh, mm. Yeah. It's so
1: good. I'm writing it down. <laughs> 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 all right, DP, what do you got? Anything you want to air a grievance against? Do you need to call out? Really grinding your is gear? Like, this is a lifelong grievance. Uh, I mean, it's gotten worse all the time. Uh, you know, those um, people that uh, have the cars or the motorcycles that make insanely loud uh, engine, you know, yeah. they're just very loud vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never liked that. I always, you know, flip them off or give them a dirty look or something when they're doing that nonsense. But you think during a pandemic that that's when they stop with that. <laughs> that behavior. That's the case. You know what I mean? Because now, when a car, when you hear loud engine or peeling out or whatever, now you're bracing yourself for like uh, something's about to come through the wall. <laughs> and uh <laughs> I just don't know why, i mean I guess there's a lot of speeding out there now because there's less traffic, and it's yeah. just a real good time for uh for a holes uh with their vehicles, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense, and every time I hear like especially motorcycles, I'm just like, why is it like necessary it like and when I, they you know, they rev it you know, and they just get yeah. and, uh, and it's so yeah. so insanely loud. And they look around like, you know, isn't this cool? And it's not. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's not not cool. cool. (laughs) 98% of people don't think it's cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, uh, I'm just
1: standing there in my rainbow suspenders going, you're not cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The little little spinny top
1: hat. Uncool, dude. (laughs) You just don't get it. (laughs) Meanwhile, yeah, like two girls jump on the back of his motorcycle and they drive off. Yeah. Oh, I can hear one right now. No. There's somebody revving away, and they're at least five or six blocks away, and I can hear it. Fuck that guy. Yeah. And it's not a lady.
0: Yeah, it is a man, for sure. It it is is a very specific kind of man. Uh, I
2: I think at some points during quarantine, it's actually been worse because some streets at some times are just empty. So then that's when these guys are like,
1: I'm going
0: to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people are also, to go with that point, like, you know, people are like, bottled up you know yeah. so it's like so i feel like people especially on the 4th of july i was just it felt like a collective like everyone's just like ah look at me you know uh yeah <laughs> you know and it, but it does seem like people are more aggressive with their hey look at me sounds i know i just yell out the window all the time like, oh, Look at me. yeah <laughs> but i'm not i'm not doing it i'm literally i don't need a motorcycle yeah. To yell, look at me. I'll just use my words, you know. Uh, well, yeah, the, that's what I'm going to
1: yell next time a loud bike goes by. I'm going to yell. Use your words.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're a big boy. <laughs> use your words. Don't make life. me
1: give you a timeout.
0: Uh-uh. <laughs> Throw oh, coke, well, uh. Uh. Throw milk. Well, well, can you? I mean, I don't know the answer. I'm assuming I know, but uh, can you sage it? Can you forgive it? No.
1: I can't, because it's never going to stop. There's always going to be preening weirdos that, like, think that that's impressing somebody, or they just can't afford to get a new muffler. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They they don't deserve to be forgiven. And when one leaves, they will be replaced.
3: Uh, For sure.
0: Just like an open mic comedian, you know? <laughs> God, I miss him.
1: <laughs> wow, well, thank you guys so much for being here. This has been a real pleasure to have you on. Uh, again, check out uh, the Doug's podcast, Wide World of Dougs. Uh, Doug Benson, where can folks find you on the internet? I'm on uh, I'm at Doug Benson on Twitter. com is the website. And... Uh, you don't know Doug on instagram and i and we should say doug you have uh, doug Benson you have like a you have basically a podcast empire at this point it seems like i yeah I have a few of them uh, varying degrees of success, but uh you know it keeps me busy well, I should say they're all great and uh <laughs> Thanks. Doug Loves Movies is so much fun. And, you know, every time, I know they were doing live shows at UCB and all over. the You would go to Cap City all the time and do live shows at Cap City, right? Mm-hmm. In Austin? Yeah, there was, uh, I was supposed to do some stuff in Austin right when things really got shut down. And uh, ended up staying in Austin for the first month of um, the pandemic. Uh, yeah. Just hanging out in a ho- empty hotel downtown.
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: That's kind of fun, Yeah, I guess. It was really weird having a – it was scary because we didn't know what, what was going to happen next, but it was also just so fun to have an entire hotel uh, yeah. just to ourselves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's, That's like, definitely like place. a one-of-a-kind experience for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was really weird. Cool. Well, be sure to check out all of the Doug Benson stuff. Doug Mellard, where can folks find you?
2: Well, then Wide World of Doug's drops on Fridays. Uh Nice. Uh, yeah midnight thursday i guess going into friday and uh yeah you can just find me on social at doug mellard if that's too hard to remember just google fart safari and i'm your guy
0: (laughs) as someone who has googled that many times i i think that's true
2: well what's crazy is my brother is a professor and he gets linked to it unfortunately (laughs) sometimes And sometimes one of his students, on occasion, will come up at a show like, "Your brother's my professor," and I'm like, "Oh God, this is weird." All right, <laughs> talked about farts. <laughs> awesome.
3: Yeah,
1: I, I think the title "Fart Safari." I think the fart part's easy to remember, but safari, I'd be like wandering around in the record store, going, "Was it cruise? Was it wagon? <laughs> where, where are these farts? <laughs>
2: uh, a boat."
1: Sailing expedition. (laughs) Yeah. Is it called fart expedition? (laughs) I'm looking for fart expedition, uh, fart harder, the second one. (laughs) I'm going to try to climb to the top of fart Everest. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, Simon, what about you when you get to find you?
0: Uh, oh, as yeah, just uh, add Simi Gibson on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, check out Cannonball every Thursday, eight seven Central on USA Network.
1: Nice, and MK? I'm at MK Paulson. That's P A U L S E N. We did just get a Patreon up for this podcast. If anybody wants to check it out, please do so. We got some extra content on there, and uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Simi, MK. I love you. I love you too. And the dogs, we love you too. Thank you so much for being we here. You.
0: Thank you guys so much. Thanks, you guys. So awesome. So
1: love. Yep.
3: And we'll see you next week.